Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Lana, Murphy, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman. Those are the names of the people that WWE released on June 2nd, 2021. Were you surprised? And where have you fantasy booked them to make their return? I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about WWE's constantly fluctuating staffing situation. It seems we have updates on this topic every day. So we'll provide our latest analysis. John DeConi is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 3rd, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit and wrestling news to find you the truth. John, we're powered by the Eastern Observer on today's show, and we have a bunch to talk about with all these releases. Yeah, another busy day yesterday. Wednesdays without dynamite, you just go, what do I do? There's supposed to be wrestling today. There was enough news to keep us busy. Certainly. One main story, though, and that is that WWE has come to terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. WWE wishes them all the best in their future endeavors. And John, when you heard the news yesterday, what was your initial reaction? I was just blown away. So there's six people, so not to minimize anybody else's impact, but just looking at Braun Strowman alone. Mm -hmm. Vince loves a big man. And I know I've said this before, so forgive me for repeating myself. When Strowman first came in, I was like, oh, here's another. He's a world's strongest man. He's a physical freak, and he's going to get shoved down our throats. And then he turned out to be a really good big man. He could move. You watched him progress. He was becoming everything Vince would and should love in a freak of nature, six foot eight, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand how this guy gets the boot. He was just in the world title picture. I think I have a at least a minor explanation on this. <laughs> and I think it has something to do with the fact that when Braun Strowman's contract was up in 2019, he negotiated stiffly. He got a very good contract. I think he was in the area of $1 million a year through 2023 is what I've heard from various reports. Yeah. Now, combine that with the fact that there is a shiny new toy that is taller and bigger and that they're working on putting out, and that's Amos. Braun Strowman, he has this enormous contract. And he's not the biggest toy anymore. But of course, WWE always got to watch their pennies because they got a billion dollars from Fox and a billion dollars from Peacock. So <laughs> it's good that you brought that up because let's put this in the context of the entire picture that we've been reporting on for the last month or so. After WrestleMania, we had a first announcement on April 15th that 10 people were cut. Those 10 people were Samoa Joe, Bo Dallas, Peyton Royce, Mojo Raleigh, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker Kalisto, and Wesley Blake. So we had that list come out. Nobody was actually surprised, maybe surprised by some of the names, but not really surprised that it was happening because they do this after WrestleMania every year. A couple of weeks ago, in fact, it might have been last week, Velveteen Dream, Jessamine Duke, Ezra Judge, Skyler Story, Vanessa Bourne, Alexander Wolf, Drake Wurtz, and Jake Clemens add to that list yeah. adnan verk tom phillips plus a ton of people behind the scenes including reducing redundancy in the digital and advanced media groups the wwe studios and they're also bringing in new vps and, and members of the senior leadership team we talked about that on yesterday's show 
plus the new board of director members with Nick Khan joining along with the other two people yesterday. Tons of things happening both at the big corporate level, at the talent level, and also in the middle with all the supporting roles. So tons and tons of fluctuation. So everybody comes up with this question now is, are they reducing redundancy across the whole company, eliminating costs to make WWE more attractive for a sale? That is the big rumor or it's the big question on everybody's mind. And oh my God, could you imagine the WWE in the hands of anyone other than the McMahons? Now, I'm sure there's lots of people who'd say, I'd love to see it out of Vince's hands, maybe in Triple H's hands. Somebody else with the top power to veto power, storyline power and whatnot. But can you imagine the WWE as just a run-of-the-mill corporate entity instead of somebody's lifelong passion project? That scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't know. But it does feel like these things are lining up towards that. And I should mention, because we are a news show, I mentioned all the names that were released. That's the news. Everything else after that is going to be speculation and analysis that we're doing on the news. And so, yes, this story about WWE being potentially sold off, it's out there. People are talking about it. Disney is the one that people are talking about the most. And I think that's maybe you've got a history of buying Marvel and Lucas Films and big, huge properties. Disney's really not a live event touring type of company, though, and there really aren't any of those out there. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that it, that, you know, that couldn't happen. The other one is NBC Universal. They already have two billion dollars in contracts with WWE just for Raw and just for Peacock. If you look at that over time. This deal would pay for itself over sure. time, a lot of money that they're putting out to acquire that content. But would they prioritize it in the manner that it is now as its own entity? I don't think so. Would anyone? Yeah. Unless we found out suddenly that Bill Gates is a big wrestling fan and he's going to buy it out and that's going to be his main focus. He's not worried about vaccines anymore and saving Africa from disease and whatnot. He, this is his new passion project. Who in the world is going to run it the way the McMahons have run it forever? Yeah, nobody. All right, so let's take a look at these six names. Because we can only go so far on this whole speculation of the company being sold. It's an interesting idea to, to think about. And I've heard every name out there, including Tony Khan as potential buyer. So all the rumors are out there. If you're into that, go find them. Easy to find. Okay, sure. so, so Braun Strowman, you brought up. We talked about kind of the reasons why he may have been let go. If you look at Braun Strowman, size, power, all that stuff, where do you think that he might land or is most likely to land or where would you like to see him land? Yeah, I'm, he's such a big name. I don't think there's any chance he doesn't get snatched up by AEW because they. I think that's just too tempting for them. And it's almost a shame where things are in AEW right now because you would – see him coming in as like muscle for someone like Miro's a TNT champion right now. I would love to see him face Archer, but it's not like Miro's going to bring him in to be his bodyguard to keep Archer off of him. And Kenny's kind of got the bullet club and everyone that surrounds him there. So he's not going to bring him in. To, I see him coming in somewhere to be somebody's muscle. I just don't see where exactly he fits in the AEW landscape at this moment, but 
they're really good, so I'm sure they'll figure it out. Braun has not necessarily been the kindest when people were let go in the past. He has put his foot in his mouth a few times. I don't even know if he's going to look to go anywhere else. He had mentioned at one point that he would be happy just, you know, hanging it up at WWE when he's all done. He had a good couple of years of good contract, so maybe he won't continue at all. Maybe that's an option. Okay, that's Braun Strowman. Alistair Black is, is to me, at least more interesting than Braun. I think Braun's work is a little bit limited, but he is a huge guy. So Alistair Black, I think he's good anywhere. He's good Impact. He's good AEW. Exactly. I'd like to see Alistair Black do what we were told that EC3 was going to do just going to make a world tour. He can go down to AAA and fight Andrade. That would be a great matchup. He can go to Japan and get over there by being this big American monster there. And yeah, he could just be dropped into any company, work a nice storyline, and then disappear for a little while, pop up somewhere else. Sure. So I got a few comments coming in on things that we're, we might be a, a second or so behind on, but Al Carl saying Strowman and Russell House, that sounds like fun <laughs> for Impact. Scott Lacombe, he is saying that Strowman could now afford a razor to shave his beard because he's had those big contracts with WWE. And then Al reminding us the Disney on Ice tours. So if Disney were to be purchasing WWE, then it's possible that they have the experience or they can hire it out. John Smith says he thinks Braun's going to end up re-signing with WWE. So that's an interesting theory. Because if Braun Strowman was just priced too high perhaps he comes down on that and they decide that it's worth it so that's a possibility too really anything's possible but we'll have to wait and see alistair black he's good anywhere he goes hopefully he ends up the same place that murphy ends up since he's on the open market now too and we know the two of them can have a great match anytime they want to Yeah, I was really looking forward as we thought Alistair was coming back on TV as a regular. I was really looking forward to that every two weeks match between the two of them that we came to love so much. Yeah. Okay, now you have the three women that were released. Lana, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett's an interesting one because typically we don't get a big announcement when NXT talent gets released. But Santana Garrett was actually earmarked to make her debut on SmackDown. They just hadn't figured out when, Mm. and instead of debuting, they cut her. Really not a whole big impact to the show, though, because she hadn't been really on television. Yeah, and she's a former NWA Women's Champion, so maybe she goes back there for, you know, a hot minute and then gets worked in the whole crossover with AEW and adds to that women's division. I think all all these people could light up the indies, for sure, including NWA and, and others. And then Lana seems to, most people, I think of Lana going to join Miro. The other thing I'll mention is that I think Lana could do a whole lot of third-party stuff on Instagram and social media, and she probably doesn't have to work in in wrestling if she doesn't want to. Exactly. Keep her away from Miro. Don't saddle him with a valet. He's just fine on his own. If she wants to do anything, send her over to Impact. Let her tag with Tennille. Tennille finally gets her tag team partner. They could be two vapid instagram model self-absorbed gals until they turn on each other and blah 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 (laughs) yeah and then ruby riot ruby riot very talented wrestler who never seemed to really get off the ground in wwe she had a couple of title shots but one of those title shots was against ronda rousey so there wasn't 
much of a chance we were giving Ruby in that match. But any thoughts on what happens with Ruby from here? Knock on wood, hopefully Liv keeps her job so she doesn't have her tag team partner necessarily to go with her. And then at that point, couldn't you just see her being plugged into Decay? Give Rosemary <laughs> to her partner? Yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting thought experiment there. Okay, tons and tons of movement in WWE in the back office and the staffing and stuff like that. This just continues to come up every single day. We have a new story. Hopefully we don't have many more stories like this, though, where it's six people getting released all at one time or 10, like we saw on April 15th, or the several that we saw with NXT releases. Here you have Mr. Garcia. He's been involved in some of our Minutes to Bell Time chat groups. He's saying maybe Santana Garrett goes back to Impact. Or Ruby Riot goes anywhere, and he sees Lana as doing acting. I think all those are fine theories. By the way, if you're watching the show and you have a theory yourself, make a comment and we'll bring it on screen <laughs> and, and talk through it. John, anything else that you can think of that we need to bring up in regards to these layoffs? No, just we touched on Murphy. We Hopefully he goes wherever Alistair Black goes, but... I, I want to see Murphy go right to AEW because there's just too much good stuff. Everyone from Phoenix to Omega to Jungle Boy and everyone in between, there's so much for him to do there. And his style is so, it's so quick and yet so, you know, impactful. He can work very stiff. I just think he would be fantastic there. Murphy has said in the past that his dream opponent is Kenny Omega. They've had a few ex exchanges over social media and stuff like that. Now, Murphy's star power is not anywhere near Kenny Omega's right now. So yeah. if you flip them over there and they have a match, you don't really see Murphy coming out on the winning end of that. But man, what a match would it be? Yeah, so. yeah he wins some kind of eliminator and he gets a shot and it doesn't have to be one where we think he's really going to win. And then maybe he tiptoes through the forbidden door and goes over and wins the X Division title. Yeah, and he'd be great in New Japan as well. A lot of these, some, a lot of these guys are excellent workers. Right after this commercial, we'll be back to talk through the rest of the headlines for the day. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just twenty dollars, and all of them come in the super soft style. And the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get ten percent off two or more shirts with the promo code Shirts Ten. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Maheffy. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right, John, we're back. So, headlines for the day. Willow Nightingale, 
They'll be in the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament. Now, Willow is someone that I saw in Tampa over WrestleMania weekend. She's consistently on Game Changer Wrestling. She was also on AEW Dark very recently. She lost to Diamante, and she had a tag match as well that she lost in. So Willow is an interesting and well-known person on the independent scene, a good pickup to be in the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament. They seem to be adding a lot of that type. So that, that women's tournament is looking really good. Yes. Now, Monday Night Raw. We have to talk about the ratings. And mm. the ratings are not fun to talk about. They had their lowest ever rating last week. It was for obvious reasons, right? Moving to Friday and stuff like that in a weird time slot. Nobody was watching. Now, Monday Night Raw doesn't have that excuse. They had what appears to me to be their lowest rating of all time. And I've gone back to 2012 looking for a lower one so 1.4 million so if wwe is in fact looking to sell themselves off they should look at that rating that's just a fact tag teams wwe started their 50 greatest tag teams of all time list they have a show that they put they're putting out on wednesday so john all month we're going to be on what i'm going to call demolition watch to see if demolition makes the list they did not make it in numbers 50 through 36. Any surprises on the list? This is uh, one that you pointed out in pre-production that without any main roster exposure, we've got DIY coming in at 38. So That's that, right. that, that, yeah. one, that definitely caught my eye as well. It's interesting. The Bushwhackers, Hall of Fame-worthy Bushwhackers, were number 50 on the list. So it says to me that the bottom 49 should all be in the Hall of Fame. If your number 50 team is in the Hall of Fame, then... Perhaps the rest should be too. So it was the Bushwhackers, and then 49 was Too Cool, followed by the Quebecers, Smoking Gun, Strike Force, Head Shrinkers, Kane and X-Pac, Batista and Ric Flair, Eminem, Nasty Boys, Rated RKO, Paul London, Brian Kendrick, DIY, World's Greatest Tag Team, and Money, Inc. That is 50 through 36, and they'll continue the list next week on Wednesday. And John, you and I were counting up the Hall of Famers in the list too, about... A little less than half, I say, were are in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah, yeah. At least one half of the tag team, anyway. Exactly. Some member. Then you've got you got teams like Batista and Ric Flair. Come on, that's they're, they're both in the Hall of Fame. Yep. <laughs> Along with Kane and X Pac. <laughs> so X Pac's in there twice, just like Ric Flair, right? Yeah. Because well, it'll uh, similar careers. That's right. It'll be interesting to see when we're all done who the like number one tag team wrestler is right because you've got the smoking guns on here already so billy guns on the list he's going to be on the list again when the new age outlaws come up closer to number one and kane and x-pac kane and daniel bryan kane and the undertaker so you're gonna have some people that show up multiple times it'll be interesting to see who the number one tag team wrestler in all of WWE is any theory on who it might be. Once again, I think we, we talked about this a little earlier today, but yeah, Kane just has just had so many fantastic partnerships. He's not exactly a guy. He didn't talk for a good portion of his career and he just went out and destroyed people. Seemed like anyone you put with him, they were going for the, they were going for the tag gold. That's right. And you brought up Kane and RVD. So your theory is he's not, they're not in the top 50, but maybe in the top 75. We'll see. We'll report again next Wednesday when we get the next 15 teams. Other than that, John, I think the only news we have left is to tell people what's coming up on wrestling the rest of the week. Impact tonight we have before the impact starting at seven is the TJP versus Josh Alexander Ironman match, which is supposed to be just fantastic. 
very much looking forward to that one. And it's supposed to bleed over into the beginning of the actual show after 8 p.m. Set those DVRs. Get ready for that one. That's reset your DVR because if you're not taping BTI, you need to today. Fire and Flava are defending the tag team championships against Jordan Grace and Rachel Elring. Jake Something will have a tables match with Rohit Raju. Satoshi Kojima will be facing Cody Diener, and Moose is facing Sammy Callahan. All of that on Impact tonight. It's a pretty loaded card. Yeah, it really is when you're kicking it off with that Iron Man match. That's incredible. Yeah. NXT UK also has a four-match show today. We have Rampage Brown versus Joe Coffey, Ilya Dragunov versus Noam Dar, Flash Morgan Webster versus Joseph Connors, and Pretty Deadly will defend the Tag Team Championships against Jack Stars and a person of his choosing. Piper Niven, maybe? I don't know. I'm all about waiting to find out whether or not uh, Dragunov brings out uh, Lenny, the, the, the th- therapy dog, with him. I'm not sure that there's custody of the dog is at stake here, so <laughs> we'll see, though. Dark Side of the Ring tonight is the Grizzly Smith episode. He is the father of Jake the Snake Roberts, Sam Houston, and Rockin' Robin. So it'll be the story that Jake has often talked about his dad and his the absence of his dad and problems mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so... This should be an interesting development because this is a wrestling family that we don't often talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you know, dark side of the ring. This one in all likelihood is going to be quite dark, especially if they get into Jake's problems. Mm. We did want to talk about SmackDown and dynamite. That's your Friday night shows. Just real quick to give people an update on what's happening there. If you were missing dynamite last night, it's not on Wednesday night this week. It's on Friday night at 10 o'clock again. And you've got Nick Camarado versus Dustin Rhodes in a bull rope match. Pac and Pentagon versus the Young Bucks. Cody and Lee Johnson versus QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo. The DMD celebration. Jungle Boy and Christian Cage versus Private Party on Dynamite this week. John, it's after hours. So just how much do you think Dustin Rhodes will believe in this match? A lot. (laughs) Regardless of the day, regardless of the time, Dustin's going to bleed a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. And then on SmackDown, we have two title matches as well. We have Jimmy and Jay Uso challenging the Mysterios. Jay Uso, we don't want him to be in the which one are you category anymore. So Roman's got that in his head. And Apollo Crews defends against Kevin Owens with Commander Aziz banned from ringside. And that's wrestling for the rest of the week, guys. John, anything else before we get out of here today? A short show today. Yeah, yeah. I think we've done it all justice. We've fantasy booked. We've uh, told you what's coming up. I I think we've done it all. Given the news of the day, why don't you send us home with your typical EWP (laughs) send-off? We thank you for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. 